Hello everyone and welcome to our podcast series today. So today I'm joined with another regional ambassador, Barnabas, and we are interviewing teachers from the four nations of the United Kingdom to hear about their experience of teaching the Holocaust and their experience as well inside and outside of school settings. So today I'm just going to go around and do a quick introduction of everyone. So of course my name's Molly, I'm a regional ambassador for Northern Ireland. I'm previously a former student of Portadown College I'm in my final year at Queen's University Belfast and I'm studying history and politics and I'm starting my PGCE at the end of August for history and politics teaching. And then we'll move to Barnabas, who is our other regional ambassador. Thank you. Yes, as Molly says, I'm a, a fellow regional ambassador for the Holocaust Educational Trust here in England. I did my undergraduate degree in history at the University of Exeter. I'm now um, doing research into the Holocaust in Hungary and young people at the University of Oxford for my PhD. And moving down to Northern Ireland, Joko, would you be able to introduce yourself, please? My name is Joanne Cohen. I'm a history and politics teacher at Portadown College. So Molly was one of my students. I have been teaching for too many years than I care to remember. Portadown College is where I am at the moment. And it's actually a very unique school when we are going to talk about teaching because we only teach key stage four and A level. So we are a 14 to 18 year old school, which means that we maybe don't have the groundwork that the rest of the teachers will have. So my name is Grant Mabry. Um, I think I'm representing Scotland. So this is my first international camp. But I'm here from Barhead High School. Uh, which is a school uh, in East Renfrewshire, which is just outside Glasgow. So we are secondary school um, pupils from 12 through to 18. My name is Matt Jenkins. I've been teaching in Wales now at Rougemont School for the last 18 years now, but in Wales for 26 years. What was the first time or your first experience of ever hearing about or learning about the Holocaust? Bizarrely, my first encounter with the notion of the Holocaust began with the Waltons about 40 years ago. There was actually an episode of the Waltons where the Holocaust was mentioned and death camps and execution camps. And I remember 40 plus years ago being very confused and asking my parents. I can't really remember the reply I got, but uh, that's where I guess my Holocaust journey began strange as it sounds, and then it was binge-watching The World at War in the early 80s that also, I think, cemented that journey for me. I think it's hard, difficult to go back to that all, <laughs> difficult to back, go back in your memory and remember when it was, but I think when I started off teaching, actually I started off teaching in Wales, in Chepstow, and I would have taught it to third year at that time, so I do remember teaching it very briefly there and was interested in it, and as a history teacher, I always believe that it's maybe not necessarily what goes on in the classroom, but goes on outside the classroom. So I suppose there was where I really got my desire to take school trips away to different parts of Europe for them to understand history from that point of view. So I would have done that also at the beginning of my teaching career. And I've still kept that through today, taking trips to Auschwitz to see what impact the Holocaust had and also what impact the Holocaust Holocaust continues to have. I remember being in primary six, um, so about 10, and we had in primary school done a topic in the Holocaust and where we are there's quite a, a large kind of Jewish community in the, the council area and they, they used to run a kind of event 
And one of the, the kind of events around Holocaust Memorial Day, it must have been, was a presentation looking through the idea of the Holocaust. And there was just one of the many pictures that you see of the kind of Holocaust. It's just something that's always been ingrained from my mind since then. So whenever I was trying to think about it, I think that's probably the time it really kind of hit me, the extent of the Holocaust. But I think I'd been aware of it quite into history and looking at kind of war and things I've been aware of it before. But I think that was the time it really kind of hit home as to what the Holocaust actually meant. Do you teach about the Holocaust in school? And if so, to what age group? And what are the particular priorities that you have when you teach? Well, as I said, our school only teaches GCSE and A-level. So we would start teaching the Holocaust in year 11. And I would say it's unfortunate, actually, that our school only teaches GCSE and A-level because it sometimes becomes an exam factory and we very much have a great deal of pressure on us with time. So we do teach it. We teach it to be examined. And I think sometimes teaching something to be examined is different maybe than teaching it really for history and for the enjoyment of history. But as I've said, I'm a real firm believer in it's what goes on outside the classroom. So we have taken a number of trips to Auschwitz and they have been for all our year groups. So that's our year 11, which I think is your year 12, up to our year 14. And we would run that trip maybe every other year. That to me is a priority because as I always say to my students, you will never remember anything I teach you, but the experience experiences you have of history and living history or what are what you will remember and I think that's particularly so with the Holocaust I have to say I think it's particularly important that we learn about the Holocaust coming from Northern Ireland because the last group that I worked with with your organization I actually was privileged enough to be a, a teacher on it and we took four students on your experienced outfits but in some of the work before and after that we were looking at the Holocaust and I suppose maybe hatred in general and although you know the Holocaust took place a long time ago in a foreign country for the students of Northern Ireland I think it was very important that we teach the hatred and the emotion behind the Holocaust and the treatment of people in general so the last time we took that those four students away the impact on them and the impact they brought back to our kids talking about why is the Holocaust relevant to us? Well, it's relevant to us from Northern Ireland because we come from a divided society. And we may think we have nothing in common with Hitler and the Jews. But if you take away everything and you look at the emotion, there still is an emotion and a division within Northern Ireland. So I have really actually, when I teach the Holocaust, I turn it around to that to make them look at feelings and then look at the actions that actually happened. What Joe was saying that actually they kind of really resonated with kind of our approach in Barhead High and I guess I suppose in the west coast of Scotland we are probably not to the same extent but we have also got the kind of issues there of division probably along the same lines as you've got in Northern Ireland and when we look at it in, in Barhead High School what we do is we look at it probably from S1 to S6 you've got some subjects that probably hit on it more than others subjects such as history my subject which is religious and moral education you know your social education subjects English as well through literature but what we tend to do is we look at it as a kind of whole school responsibility. It's not just around Holocaust Memorial Day, but rather something that's embedded through. And it ties in really closely to our whole school ethos, which is about respect. And it kind of goes back on a very basic level to what Joe 
was saying there as well about the idea we need to look at these individuals and people who have experienced genocide in the Holocaust as people. And sometimes that's what's missing. And when we look at the Holocaust in school, what we always do with all the young people is say, we start by looking at how did this start? Where did it come from? You don't just wake up one day and suddenly have mass murder occurring outside. It's not a, a process that overnight occurs, but rather it's something that's built up over a long period of time. And that's probably what we do is we look and we look at our school approach through the treatment of others. And we use the Holocaust and we bring in education in the Holocaust through things like history and RME to say what can happen when things aren't addressed or when people aren't using their critical thinking skills or when people aren't being good citizens. Somebody did mention Holocaust Memorial Day, which for us as regional ambassadors is very, very important. And I just wanted to ask, do your schools mark Holocaust Memorial Day and how does your school mark this day? Every year at uh, Rougemont School, I've held a Holocaust Memorial Day assembly and each year I've tried to run with the themes such as you know, don't stand by and the power of words. We've also had a lot of success in the last few years with visits from Holocaust survivors. We've been very lucky to have uh, Ziggy Shippers visit us on a few occasions. Uh, Heather Clark has visited us uh, Stephen Frank came quite uh, in the last couple of years. So we've tried to have a rolling programme running off Holocaust Memorial Day and trying to ensure that, you know, the students, as far as is possible, actually get to hear a Holocaust survivor because that, we found, is one of the most effective and most powerful means of ensuring that uh, the students understand just what the Holocaust was. Uh, leads them with incredibly powerful understandings. We really didn't become involved on any, apart from the curriculum, delivering Holocaust teaching until we had Molly and a couple of girls went to Auschwitz. So that experience has actually made us a little bit more aware of what is out there in terms of education. Molly did bring a survivor of the Holocaust to our school and that was very successful this year, we watched the live webcam that your organization had given us, and it was brilliant because it actually, I put the details out for all our classes, not knowing who would look at it and who wouldn't look at it. We hadn't seen our students in a long time, but the feedback we got not only from students, but also from parents who had watched it was very encouraging. So I hope that this is the beginning of something we will build into our school year. In, in our school, we've always kind of been really lucky in that we've got pupils who are really proactive and passionate about things that they, they feel passionate about. And Dusty Robson, who Auschwitz had come back, really empowered to take forward the kind of message of Holocaust. And she was able to lead assemblies and lead opportunities to have outside speakers in. Since then, we've also had a number of other speakers, people like Martin Stern, people from more contemporary examples of genocide, such as but also we've tried to encourage pupils to take on a leadership role in terms of Holocaust Memorial Day. So our S1 pupils who are our youngest, they're about, about 12, they most recently, not this time because of coronavirus, but the year before, they had in the lunchtime taken on board an opportunity to lead um, a Holocaust Memorial Day event. They had done the research on you know, Holocaust in the Second World War, looked at things such as Rwanda and Darfur and Cambodia and brought it to life. And then they presented this to all the other year groups in the school, um, during their year group assemblies, which was really quite powerful because it wasn't just you know, a teacher standing up in front of a classroom, you know, talking and, and 
normally would do, but it was rather it was the youngest pupils in the school who were leading this discussion. So we're really lucky in that our senior management team, the head teacher, the deputy head teacher, just as I said, links into our school values, are very keen to promote this and have pupils leading it and taking it on board. So we've been really lucky in that regard, I think, with the calibre of pupils that we've had. That sounds absolutely amazing, really amazing, and to bring it down to comparisons in today's society. How about you, Matt? Would you teach about any other genocides? We've we've made a point in each of um, our Holocaust Memorial Day assemblies of referencing genocide since 1945. Uh, Two years ago was the uh, 25th anniversary of the Rwandan genocide. So a large part of my 2019 Holocaust Memorial Day assembly was actually talking about the Rwandan genocide. And a lot of students obviously were very shocked to find out that genocide had taken place so recently. Also referenced uh, genocide taking place in Yugoslavia. So yes, we've always tried to you know, use the occasion of Holocaust Memorial Day to reference more, more recent genocides. I find it really interesting just the kind of idea that as teachers often, I, I find certainly that when we've got pupils in front of us, they sometimes, as kind of Matt's kind of mentioned in there, they kind of struggle to believe that this can happen so recently and so, you know, so close to home. So what we've done is we've actually got a, a unit in RME, so the kind of religious and moral education, looking at the treatment of people, and we do look specifically at the Rwandan genocide and Srebrenica, but within a Scottish context, even before the term Holocaust was even coined, I mean, we had the kind of idea of the Covenanters, which was an example of genocide here in the kind of southwest of Scotland. So that's quite good in terms of an example to bring in for pupils to really get an understanding of it. But yeah, I think it's just a really good idea to try and make the comparisons, but it's not always really straightforward, I think, sometimes for pupils to, to kind of see the relevance of it. But I think that sometimes comes back to our kind of school approach. Obviously, some of you have mentioned about some of your students attending HET, I'm assuming, and attending the lessons from Auschwitz programme. Have you yourselves ever attended HET? How did you find it? Have you ever attended any of our teacher training programmes or used any of HET resources? I've participated in the uh, the lessons from Auschwitz programme. We always try and take advantage of the uh, teacher place that's, that's, that's offered. I went back in 2009 now. We try to make sure that a teacher goes every year and we try and ensure those teachers are from a very wide range of different departments. I think that's uh, very important for the students. Otherwise, they tend to think that, uh, you know, Holocaust is pigeonholed within history. So when they have teachers from across the school taking part in Lessons from Auschwitz programme, and then they take part in a whole school assembly along with the two students who participated, I think that really helps spread the message. We've also had a great number of years of sending pupils in the Holocaust Educational Trust. I think I actually went when I was a pupil in S5, so that wasn't yesterday, but I, I went. Um, and I remember it having such an impact on me that I thought, just to bring the history to life, so the things you, you read about in books and you know, maybe see on films and things, it just really brought it to life. And again, just brought it down to this basic level of these were human beings and these were people who, you know, really did suffer. And I know that our pupils, Kirsty being one, have managed to really benefit from it. And actually the Holocaust Educational Trust, I dare say, has been able to benefit from that as well. The power and passion that people who have been on the programme bring back. So like yourselves, and I know that, you know, Kirsty's been a kind of leading light in that regard in Scotland in terms of um, pushing that forward, which has been great. But We've also been on a couple of, so there's an organisation in Scotland called Vision Schools Scotland, uh, which tries to recognise example, examples of ho- uh, excellence in Holocaust education in Scotland. And they also run in conjunction with um, the Holocaust Educational Trust professional learning examples for staff to be on. So we've been in a couple of those, which have been really, really interesting in a 
couple of things that have really made me think about my teaching practice and what we can maybe improve on, I think, particularly about the idea of complexities in Holocaust, the idea that sometimes Jewish people are often quite rightly seen as the victim, but also that within that there's not just a kind of layer of victimhood, but there's all these different roles that were undertaken as part of it. And to be able to get young people to understand the differences or the complexities of Holocaust is quite a tricky thing, but it was really interesting for the idea of you know, the perpetrator versus the victim of Jewish people maybe not necessarily always being the victim extorting others and that kind of thing, which gave me a new way to think about it. Also, um, there was a really interesting idea of um, an English football team, I think it was Derby County or the English national team, football in Germany in the 1930s, um, given the Nazi salute. And that was a very kind of simple thing, but it made me uh, take it back to the classroom and think, you know, as the British, we sometimes think of ourselves as very, you know, we weren't involved, we were morally right we were the we were the upstanding we came in and sorted it out and everything was okay but that was quite good because it really brought home the idea that within even britain and the uk we still have this idea of standing up and what does it mean to stand up and does it mean to take a stand and are we complicit in it or were the english team by doing that and it just made us think more about our actions and i think that was really useful so in terms of the holocaust educational trust i think it's actually been i think it's amazing first of all the passion that inspires in others to go on and take the message and keep it alive, but also in terms of the quality of teaching aids that they're able to get there. I think it's truly amazing. Everybody thinks of that experience as you trip to Auschwitz. And I know when Molly and the girls went, I wasn't involved in it. So, you know, they did all the work beforehand and afterwards, and I heard all about the trip. But when I was an actual teacher for a teacher in Northern Ireland to go and see all our different types of schools in Northern Ireland working together, I thought that was extremely beneficial. Northern Irish education is very segregated. We have selective grammar schools, non-selective. We have Catholic schools. We have predominantly Protestant schools. So for them all to mix on something that was very similar, that to me was one of the most outstanding things of that experience. And I just sat back and I just watched my students mix with a variety of different communities that they wouldn't normally mix with at all. So that I think was just so encouraging. It wasn't just about the trip to Auschwitz and it was also about them working with other people from different communities, working together, learning about communities that had been persecuted and then looking at, again, bringing that into Northern Ireland and all the parallels between them. In fact, the last time we went, I had a student with me, Vigo, and he was from Poland and his family had actually been victims of the Holocaust. And for him to get over to Auschwitz and just even to see some of the sources that we were dealing with, the pictures and stuff, gave him a real sense of an understanding of who he was and what his family had been through, you know, and I just thought that that was such an amazing opportunity for him to be able to experience. Have any of you ever attended any teacher training or continued professional development with the Holocaust Educational Trust or, or with any other body? Um, and if so, what's, what impact did that have on how you taught the Holocaust? I have to confess, so is yes, I've not been able to access any of the Holocaust educational training that's been taking place outside of, uh, of the classroom. I, every year I look at the uh, what's on offer and think, you know, I really want to get involved, but uh, everything's been so absolutely crazy the last few years here in Wales. We've been uh, moving to a new syllabus and it's all been completely crazy, but uh, now I'm nudging into my fifth year, so I'd like to uh, be able to uh, finally take the opportunity. So there is some amazing uh, training on offer out there.
again i would say no i have been unable to attend any much as you would like to again the pressure of time and the pressure of changes in education just prevents you really from doing it. any professional development that's not involved in the actual delivery of the curriculum i think we were lucky that we were well, mentioned this organization vision schools we've been kind of looking for the level two award in that. And we um, kind of, it made us go to the CLPL in, in school, which was really useful because some of the things that did come up were really, really useful. And I mean, I mentioned earlier on the idea of the complexities of the victim versus the perpetrator. And I mean, that came out of one of these events that was led by CAP um, for the Holocaust Educational Trust. And as a result of that, then taking that forward, and we're now looking at a new kind of unit of work, unit of work um, around the idea of the pianist, the film The Pianist, looking at that and using that as a vehicle to then explore this idea of what were the roles that different people had and how, well, from my subject, which is religious and moral education, morally, you know, are people right to do this and why, what is the kind of moral rationale behind it and what would happen in that situation? But I suppose I'm now falling into that teacher trap where I'm struggling to get the time to make it. I've got the best of ideas, but now I'm trying to find the time to make it, but hopefully I'll get there. Would you support a mandatory Holocaust education within the curriculum? So I know within the curriculum, there's about a line maybe, but it's not very specific. I think our school also, I mean, I'm a history and politics teacher. That's kind of where my niche is. But in terms of, I also teach GCSE, RA, and although it's maybe not specific with in the curriculum we do look at the holocaust when we look at pacifism um, and the whole state of war i know also that re department would also uh, particularly at a level teach the holocaust not maybe in the traditional way but again i think around the whole ethics and the big questions but in terms of whether i think it would be mandatory or not i think yes i think everybody needs to learn what happened and leads to learn how that could happen. And it all fits into with human psyche, really. It's not just about the historical context of what happened in the Holocaust. It's all about the ethical questions surrounding it and mankind and the problems and complexity that we have. Interestingly, um, just within the last month here in Wales, it's uh, it's about to become mandatory for all Welsh schools to teach black history and the history of the British Empire. So I think there is a very, very strong case for mandatory Holocaust studies to be brought in. I would say, you know, it's, it's very much on a par with, uh, with you know, the importance of black history and the history of the British Empire. So I think, yes, I think it's a strong case for, uh, for it to be mandatory. I mean, it's, it's always been part of our GCSE history curriculum. And I know it's always been part of my colleagues' RS curriculum. And we've always used Holocaust Memorial Day as a way of getting other departments involved. The English department's been involved, uh, writing stories and poems, Holocaust theme, the art department's been involved. But um, I do think there is a strong case for um, for it to become mandatory. Yeah, I think I would agree, I think, with both Matt and Joe as well. I think, yeah, I think it should definitely be mandatory, but I would be reluctant for it to be prescriptive in that, you know, you have to explain exactly what is taught because I think that way then it then loses the kind of ability. And I think when I when I was thinking of this quite, I thought it was a really good question actually because when I was in Auschwitz as part of the Lessons from Auschwitz project, I remember being there and I'm sure in Poland it is compulsory that all pupils have to visit Auschwitz. And I remember standing outside, and I was only a pupil as well, but I remember a pupil who was just not respectful at all, was not being respectful of the kind of area and what was what had happened there and the experience. And my initial thought when you asked the question was, 
I'd worry that people would maybe, because it was mandatory, feel a lack it or wouldn't give it the respect that it deserves because they're almost forced to do it. But after listening to Joe Matt, I think I actually know it, it really should be mandatory given what the ability for humanity to be so inhuman to each other, I think it is essential. And it probably goes back to what I was saying initially, that if we don't look at it, we don't look at what can happen or what could happen. We need to look at, you know, what, what can we do to stem it and where does it start? So... No, I would definitely say it should definitely be taught. I think everyone, I think everyone should have an experience of it. We've seen over the course of this just how interdisciplinary teaching about the Holocaust can be. And in fact, if we just think about the teachers on this call today, we've got people from history, from politics, from religious studies. Is there anything that you think you would now do differently um, when you approach teaching the Holocaust in the coming year that you would you, that you would do differently as a result of the discussions we've had today? We had hoped to, before this lockdown, we talked about it in September because we, we thought we would have extra time to actually do some sort of off timetable and teaching to our year 11, that whole idea of cross curricula, looking at how you can use English, like you said, about poems and stuff look at a variety of different things that we could have incorporated. So we had intended to do a project on the Holocaust because the last time my students went away, that was one of the things that they had talked about doing. They made a video about their experience, but and it was very moving and emotional. But we had thought, right, what are we going to do as a school? You know, the students had done their bit. I felt us as a school, we needed to do our bit. So we were going to do something. But then, of course, COVID hit. So hopefully when things get back to normal, that is our intention, that we take the breaks off and that we have time really to look at it as a cross-curricular theme within the school, not just within the history classroom. We do quite a lot in terms of interdisciplinary learning, but it's not maybe a formal format where we say this week we are looking at the whole of us across all of our subjects, but rather it kind of more of a kind of organic interdisciplinary learning event where at certain points throughout the year, um, RME will tie in with history and English if they're doing all these different things will all kind of tie in. But I think I've been kind of inspired a bit to look out and think just through the discussions today that we are in the west of Scotland as well, so a slightly fragmented society and that as a community of Barhead, we are a community school, but I suppose that where we kind of look at terms of reaching out at Holocaust education maybe stops at the front door, whereas we've maybe got a different group. There's a denominational school um, up the road, which, you know, listen to what Joe was saying it might be quite good to look and see if there's any way we can build some bridges there and look to link in and see if there's something we can do more widely within the community rather than just within our school community, but the wider community of Barhead. So that's certainly something that I'm quite interested in now. One area I've always wanted to explore more, try and get every year of the school involved in and across subjects is one thing I try and do in every Holocaust Memorial Day assembly is the importance of reminding students that the perpetrators of the evils of the Holocaust were just as human as the victims. And as has been mentioned as part of this discussion, the, the such an important point that, uh, that there was such a gradual process. I tend to find, uh, particularly with younger students, which is why there's an argument for being in Holocaust education earlier in their school career. There tends to be this idea that you know, the Nazis are in power and bang, it's gas chambers, it's genocide. But you know, that was just a few evil men. So there's definitely that lack of understanding. I tend to find, particularly amongst uh, you know, more uh, junior students, what a long, gradual process it was. And the fact the Holocaust was only possible due to the... the, the 
slow and gradual normalising of extreme racism. And I remember so well, uh, there was a colleague of mine at, uh, giving an assembly with the two students that he'd accompanied on the uh, lessons from Auschwitz. And I've been pointing to uh, a picture of uh, some SS camp guards at Auschwitz just chilling back and, you know, apart from uniforms, totally normal. And he made what many felt to be a very controversial statement when he said to the school, you know, let's not delude ourselves. That could be any one of us wearing that uniform. Now, some people felt that was uh, an inappropriate statement, but I was like, that's brilliant. I think that's exactly what the students need to be aware of. And it's working on that element of, of Holocaust education that I certainly like to, like to emphasize more once you know, we're back to something approaching normal. Thank you so much, everyone. It's been um, really interesting to hear some of your points. Um, I'm really interested to hear what you all are doing at different parts of the UK. And um, I suppose I've seen a lot of similarities with um, Wales and NI still do, but I see such strong similarities as well between Northern Ireland and Scotland. Um, as well and I like the idea of um, bringing in the um, the divided society and that was something that stuck out for me with my lessons from Auschwitz project was um, I remember getting upset going to Auschwitz and, and my girl I think it was a girl from St Dominic's coming over and giving me a hug and it's just something that you don't normally see in Northern Ireland it's such a divided society and it was something that had such an impact on me working with people from um, different schools so um, it's great to hear that maybe some of you might look into um, bringing in different schools, especially if that's the case in Scotland in some areas as well. And I think it has a really big impact on the students. It had a really big impact on me and um, helped me moving forward in my Holocaust journey, bringing it to university. So um, you've all been so inspiring. I think teachers are the best people in the world. (laughs) So it's been so great to hear some of your comments and your feedback.